Anne, <laughs> this might be the best Muldoon. Well, I mean, I love it. It, I think it's better than Boyfriend for Christmas. Yeah, I could see that. I could see how you could think that. I mean, you know what? It might be because it's just a delight from start to finish. But I feel I'm biased. So, but I love it. I mean, I, I've, I've seen it several times. We're talking about Holiday Road Trip. Our, our first, I guess this is the first uh, 12 days of Muldoon. We're kicking it off with Holiday Road Trip. I mean, look, could it start any better? No, actually, it couldn't. It couldn't. <laughs> it couldn't start any better. It's got everything you want from a Muldoon. <laughs> it does. It does. I'm not even joking. And I watched it with my daughter and I'm not kidding. Within 30 seconds, she was laughing. See? Yeah. She was like, this is so ridiculous. Yeah. But ridiculously good. But first, this is That's Outrageous, and I am Chrissy. And I'm Anne, and this is the podcast where I'm slowly um, doing mind control on Chrissy so that she becomes a fan of Patrick Muldoon movies. I know. And it's working. Let me say, I just, here's the only thing I'm going to fault you for. We've been doing this podcast for over a year and a half, and you (laughs) waited until now? Like, you should have, you didn't try to set the bar very high. Well, (laughs) I had no idea that you would love, I mean, to me, this one's one of the best, but I don't know if I, well, maybe it is the best. Look, I don't know which way your brain's going to go. You, you, you sometimes love things that I'm shocked by and hate things that I'm shocked by. So, well, I'm going to, well, I have to say this is classic, classic Muldoon. Oh, it is. He hits every note you want him to in this movie. Uh, he he plays it like a like a I don't even know what to say. <laughs> a, a finely tuned guitar. Um, cello. No, do you tune maybe, guitar? Yeah, you do tune guitars. I don't know. Maybe I think you know what I, I mean. I think maybe a ukulele. I wouldn't go full guitar, but it's it's Muldoon's world, and we're just living in it, Chrissy. That's true. In this movie, that is 100% true. And Scoots the dog. Oh, my gosh. All right. But first, Dan, let's talk about what's going on in the world. Let's. Yeah. Um, Here's one for you. I don't know if you've heard that the country of Austria has a very low vaccination rate, and thus they have a, a big COVID issue still going on over there. Um. But a resourceful brothel owner has a solution to that. Oh, well, you know what? That is one business that really took a hit, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. 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 He has a vested interest in this. So he is incentivizing people to get the vaccine. He is offering it at his brothel. If you come to the brothel to get the vaccine, then you get a free fling with a prostitute of your choice. What does fling mean? Fling full sex? It doesn't specify. It says they're gifted a free- Just an appetizer of sorts? Well, it's a 30 minute session (laughs) in the VIP club. Okay. 
Well, I think that's great. Yeah, it's it's a win-win because people are getting vaccinated. He's getting people into his business. He says there's now a real rush to get vaccinated. I think that's great. Yes, and you and they're not just limiting it to men. Women can go too. Not that you have to have the VIP service, but they're just saying it's open to anybody who wants to go in. You know, it's when the brothel owners are doing more for uh, <laughs> the safety and health of its citizens, then you have to, you know, I think that's fantastic. Why not? That's right. And they've had since, since, well, this is one small measure. There's a bunch of things going on in Austria to incentivize people, but they've had their highest number of vaccinations since early August. Do you get to come back for a two, like when you come, do you get to go back for your second one and get a second round? Yeah, that's a good point. You should be able to go twice if you have to get your second one. Yeah. I would think so. Yeah. I think that's a good point, Anne. I, they don't, it doesn't seem to have any, um, restrictions as far as I could tell. I think it's fabulous. Very. And of course they're showing pictures of women dressed in sexy nurses outfits at this point. <laughs> I was just going to say, I hope they're dressed as nurses. They are. Yeah. Right. They I are. love it. Hats off to pants off to you. I should say maybe <laughs> everyone Austrians. Yes. All right. Next story. Anne. Get this one. Okay. A 63-year-old grandmother and her six-year-old granddaughter were kicked out of a Georgia hotel in the middle of the night. Oh my. After giving it a poor review. So the sh- she was mid-stay and gave it a bad review and they kicked them out before the stay was over. Yes. She was staying at an a hotel in Georgia for three nights. And she booked her hotel through hotels.com. And on the first night, whatever, she got an email saying, rate your stay. Why are they asking on the first night when they have barely been there? Yeah. And why you're reviewing it. I mean, that has to be some bad review. Like it has to be real bad. And then you would say, well, why are you continuing to stay there? Yeah. Well, she had just gotten there, but she gave the hotel a three out of five star rating saying it was run down. The pool was closed and there were problems with the toilet. Okay. Well, three out of five isn't that bad. I thought you were going to say zero out of five. I know. I didn't think it was that bad either. Um, The hotel manager, who I guess got this review immediately, then called the police on them. (gasps) Police? Yeah. And this woman was awakened to the police knocking on their door, telling them they had to leave. That's Now that's outrageous. That is truly outrageous. That is outrageous, right? Guess what? I'd go guess where that three-star review is going to going to become now zero. No kidding. So she says to the police officer, they can kick me out in the middle of the night for giving a review of three out of five. And the officer said they were legally allowed to do so. However, however, that I don't think what turned out to be the case because they said hotels in Georgia must give sufficient notice to guests before kicking them out. The only exceptions are failure to pay, failure to abide by the rules of occupancy, failure to have or maintain reservations, which really none of this would fall under that. But meanwhile, this hotel is part of a Wyndham hotel chain. I guess some of the hotels are independently operated. So Wyndham said they're looking into it, even though 
it's an independent hotel. They do have their name on it. So they're trying to rectify the situation because they, the hotel wasn't even give her a refund. What kind of hotel manager is also reading reviews at one o'clock in the morning? Yes. A lot about this is uh, outrageous. I, I just never heard of anything so dumb. I also, gosh, look how many things happened. She checked in right away. She wrote a review. She's an asshole. I guarantee this woman's an asshole, clearly, because she went and did the review. Look, so I'm not saying this woman's an angel, okay? However, that still doesn't mean it's okay to wake them up in the middle of the night and kick them out for a three-star review. Or even if it was a zero-star review, even if she said, don't stay here, this place is terrible. You paid for the night. You're not causing any problems. You have, you should have the right to stay there. Yeah. I think the whole thing is bizarre. It is bizarre. The timeline is bizarre. Let me just say that the timeline is bizarre that all this happened in less than 12 hours. You know what? That then lesson to everyone. Do not write a review until you've, you've exited the premises. Agreed. Actually, I just wrote a bad review to a hotel to, I mean, they asked for feedback and I gave them a bad review and I never heard another word. (laughs) they're like great noted they're like noted yeah exactly anyway all right and and here's one here's one for you there was a hiker hiking in hawaii last month uh in an area called waipio i'm sure i'm saying that wrong it was on oahu okay i've never been to hawaii have you been to hawaii no, I'd like to go someday. Me too. But I'm not in a huge rush. It's not high on my list. It's just so far away. Yes. That's what my grandmother, my grandmother went to Hawaii and she said it was far trip to go to a beach. That was her review. Oh, but it's supposed to be so pretty. I mean, yes, it's on the list, but there are other places ahead of it. I'm with you on that. There are other places ahead of it, for sure. Um, anyway, this hiker was hiking and he smelled, he was walking by a, a stream and he said it smelled like alcohol. Well, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, well, <laughs> and what? sure enough, it was alcohol. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah, there was a, um, a warehouse that is a distributor of alcohol and liquor across the street and they had been leaking this stuff into the stream. So when they tested the stream alcohol content, it was 1.2%. So all the fish were drunk. Yeah, a lot. Well, that's what they were saying. It was a real environmental issue for all, all of the, you know, plant life as well. They were leaking it intentionally, or was it a leak that they didn't they weren't aware of? Well, they say that um they're that they're they're acting as if they were unaware they're saying it may be coming from us so we're working with the proper authorities it may be coming from us the alcohol that you can now get drunk from drinking the stream water i think it's coming from them yes and they were they quoted this environmental group saying that this kind of thing is commonplace in hawaii in the past they found streams contaminated with paint and cement um there's a lack of respect for the land and water and um, they have such a fragile ecosystem um, that this is a, a huge cause of alarm, though, you know, makes for a funny story. The water in the in the stream, 1.2 alcohol percent. People are going over there with some canteens, filling them up. 
I looked up how much, what is the percentage of alcohol in beer? Yeah. Which is 5%. Okay. So it's not nothing, 1.2%. It's like a spritzer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is, it's literally watered down. Yeah. Yeah. Watered down. It's a little little something. Wow. There's something in that water. Well, cheers. Cheers. I'm sure that's actually terrible and terrible for the environment and any animals either. Remember we did that story, was it? The fit some like the antidepressants getting in the water and it was oh, like yeah, yeah. making all yeah, of the yeah. all of the fish like more relaxed and they didn't yeah. I wonder if the same thing happens. Especially if it's if it's just if it's such a low amount of alcohol that it's just kind of a little something. I wonder. Here's the crazy question. Could a fish drowned in the water from being drunk? Like if they if they just got so relaxed that they stopped, you know, filtering however they, you know, breathe. Can it can a fish drown? Period. I don't know. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna look it up. I think the answer is gonna be yes. Yeah, they can suffocate. And wow. Okay. Lack of oxygen. Hmm. See. Interesting. Well, there you go. Too many drinks in the stream. Yeah. Of course, I don't know if that's what happened, but I think it could have happened. Look, it can't be good. Whatever, whatever it is, the effects are probably not a positive for whatever's living in that water for sure no okay so and i just can't wait any longer to talk about oh this is just making my day boy the holidays are really really kicking off with a with a with such a bright and exciting and wonderful uh note I don't know what I'm saying. I'm so tired. I'm putting words together that aren't fully making sense, but you understand the. You're doing great. The sentiment behind it. Yeah. Well, I will say usually December is uh, the cause for depression for me, but this. (laughs) This is going to be the cure. This this is going to go on your your list now, Chrissy, of of movies you're thankful for. Because when you're blue, you just have to watch Muldoon and and you'll be like, you know what? This is great. All right, I'm just going to start right at the beginning with the first thing that struck me about this movie. Yeah. And oh, did we say what it's called? Did we even say what the movie is? Sorry, yes. Go ahead. The movie is... Actually, I had it on my list for the 12 Days of Muldoon last year. Perhaps someone has seen this yeah. besides me. Um, it's called Holiday Road Trip. It's from 2013, which I thought it was earlier than that, but no. And it stars, our obviously, Patrick Muldoon. Uh, it's actually an all-star cast. <laughs> there are stars by the bushel in this one. It, yeah, it's like a, it's like, it's like a movie that you, everyone you see, you go, wait a minute, how do I know them? It's yeah. well, George Hamilton plays his father, which I thought was good casting. Yes. Um, what's the the lead girl's name? Ashley Scott. I think her name is. I she's yeah. in stuff. She's one of those where you go, she's in stuff. I looked her up. I didn't recognize one thing she was in. Who else was in there? We had Hamilton. We had Shelley Long. I mean, we had Mindy Cohn. Yep. Was in it. Yep. Um, Cindy. What's Cindy's name? Oh, Cindy Brady. Susan Olson. Yeah. Um, Donna Pascal. Donna Pascal. Wink Martindale, who they made a huge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my favorite is that they made it seem like appearing on the wink martindale show was such a get like it was like really gonna put them on the map but oh it was like johnny carson 
oh, yeah, oh, be- better than Johnny Carson. <laughs> like it was like Wink Martindale. Um, but of course, I was delighted to see Wink Martindale. Yeah, all star Martindale. Come on. Yeah, the whole thing. So, right from the get go, I'll just. I was transfixed and and obsessed with Ashley Scott's eyebrows from the moment the movie started. Well, I think that's just bad Botox. Her eyebrows literally, they just go, they go up in a, in a diagonal, perfectly straight diagonal line. They never curve down. I think that's, that was like bad Botox placement. That was crazy. Her eyebrows were so distracting. It was distracting. I I don't like to. They defied logic. Yeah. Okay. That who, let's put it that way. Whoever administered that Botox should be receiving a bad review. Yes, he or she should be. That one I'd go, I understand. Okay, so the other thing that I love about this movie is Patrick Muldoon's name was Patrick, which I really liked. I thought, yes, we are seeing, I feel like he's now truly playing himself. Yes. Uh, So he plays Patrick and she plays Maya and they work together at a dog company. Yes, his father, well, Muldoon is the son of George Hamilton, the owner. Yes. And the name of the, the name of the company is Pet Product Inc. (laughs) (laughs) Really rolls off the tongue. Oh my gosh. Um, And the movie starts with Maya daydreaming that her boyfriend is proposing to her. Oh, Kit Pardue. He's in a lot, he's in a lot of stuff. Yeah. She snaps out of it and, uh, that turns out not to be the case. She goes to lunch with him and he basically says they're about to go on a vacation. And he's like, I just want to sort of level set expectations. We're just like going to have fun. There's nothing, there's no commitment here. He's really like basically saying that he has no long-term intentions with her. Correct. And she gets very upset at this news and throws a martini in his face. Yeah. Um, she thought he was going to propose. Yeah. And he did not. He did not. So she is feeling very dejected. Yeah. This is also just a lunch date during a work day. I found that odd. It, it was odd, especially since he was ordering her a double martini. With no, by the way, it was just a giant glass of vodka. There wasn't a twist. There wasn't an olive. It was just vodka. Yeah, he was, uh, listen. Or gin. I'm not sure what she was drinking, but yeah. They said it was, oh, I see, Marty. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, <laughs> so then she has to go back to work. Oh, did we, what we should point out is the first time we see Muldoon on screen. Yeah. He is doing such tremendous sunglasses acting <laughs> because he is sitting in his office with the sunglasses on and she's talking to him and he's not reacting. And then she goes over and is like, are you even listening to me, Patrick? And pulls up the glasses and he's sleeping and then comes to it's It's pretty funny. Yes. But Anne, did you notice actually when she came in, he said hi. And then <laughs> she's talking to him. And then all of a sudden he's asleep. <laughs> that makes it better. But he's, yes, he's inside with sunglasses on and a lot. He wears those sunglasses in a lot of scenes indoors. 
he makes well that's he's doing sunglasses acting yeah. which is one of his acting techniques that we've seen in other films yes we have and i applaud it yeah that's that's technique number one yeah he's really this is what i appreciate he's really mining this role for the laughs he is he's well here's look this is the beauty and and what's so wonderful about him and i mean this so genuinely because i know you do this character is kind of an asshole i mean he's a spoiled son of you know george hamilton he doesn't care about his job he's hitting on everyone in the office yeah i mean he really in other uh actors hands that role could really come across as him coming uh being a total creep and yet somehow muldoon is able to transcend and you go i can't help myself but like this guy and root for him at least that's how i feel i mean i'm like i find him a genuine delight even while he's being a total creep Oh yeah, he's definitely should be like taken to HR. There's there's things that I'm like that's sexual harassment, full sexual harassment of multiple women in the office. <laughs> yeah. Not to mention he's not doing his job. He's you know there's no, nothing about him should be appealing, and it, yet yes. it all is, and it all works. Well, I agree. I sat, I can't believe it, but I agree. I totally agree. <laughs> He and his father recognizes that he's a ne'er-do-well and he has a business partner. This yeah, is who's thing. that guy? I love that guy. The other the partner. They totally, they totally fashion themselves as the the brothers from trading places. That's the yes, other thing. Even with the dollar bet. Yeah. Yeah. He, the, the partner's name is Winslow, uh, which I think was the name from trading places yeah Wasn't it mortimer Wait, mortimer no, mortimer i think it was winslow i think it is winslow or no winslow sorry winslow was the guy who sorry he was the guy who was doing all their dirty work winslow was the one oh, that right, was right, right. he's the guy that ends up going in the um uh eight costume yeah. yeah 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 um but anyway george hamilton is max and his business partner is winslow a guy by the name of jerry lacy and mortimer uh, mortimer and randolph randolph that's his name. that's right yeah you're kind of like what are we gonna do with this guy he's no good but he's you know he's max's son he's and... the heir to the to the pet products inc fortune yes and we can't trust him to do anything but let's give him this test so they decide that in this ridiculous storyline the, <laughs> the, the company is based in dc yeah, they kept they kept really wanted you to know they were in D.C. because every other shot was the White House, the the various monuments. I mean, it was I'm like we get it, we get it. it. Never mind the fact that no, no one's wearing a winter coat in Washington D.C. at Christmas. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Also, everything is coated in snow. I'm like, that's a like maybe once in a decade event in D.C. that everything is coated in snow. Yeah, but they're all wearing light spring jackets. Yeah. So they're in D.C. and they have this dog, this celebrity dog. They want you to believe this dog is like famous across the U.S. Scoots. I love Scoots. Scoots the dog. And they have to they have to get Scoots the dog <laughs> to L.A. Not by plane. Why would they just why wouldn't they just take a plane? Because, Chrissy, Scoots is going on a whistle stop road trip where he's where he's 
where he's stopping in to meet all of his fans. Although it appears as though all of the stops are randomly chosen. There is no, they're just like, Hey, let's stop here for a bite to eat. It's not like, Oh, we we're doing, uh, you know, Cincinnati on Tuesday. It's no, yeah. It's all just wherever it's like rest stops. That's where yes. Scoots is going. They're literally seeing signs on the side of this yeah. highway and going ribs. That sounds good. Yeah, pretty much. So they assign Patrick Muldoon to go and their head of communications is visibly um, turned off when they say that Patrick has to go on this trip because she's supposed to be taking scoots across the country. Yeah, because he sexually harassed her as well, I'm sure. Yeah, he has. So she then comes up with this ridiculous excuse that she can't go. Her family is in town. And so Maya, who has just, you know, had this horrible lunch with her boyfriend is like, I'm not going to spend the holidays with him. I will go on this. I will go on this trip. Yeah. She volunteers herself to go along with scoots. This is the other thing they actually say to her. Oh, I forgot about this. They actually say to her, why don't you fly? Why don't you? Oh, she's like, I want to go spend the holidays with my mother in LA. And so this will be a good way for me to get there. And, and George Hamilton says to her, why don't you fly? And she says, now this is her boss and the owner of the company. She says, you don't pay me enough money to fly across the country. And then he just kind of laughs and smiles. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, that's upsetting. Yeah. Even though she then gets picked up from her apartment, which looks very nice. So she can afford a nice apartment, but cannot afford a plane ticket to LA. No. Well, it is the holidays. It is the holidays. So they, um, they embark upon this journey, this cross country trip, which of course, classic rom-com they, you know, she can't stand him. I wouldn't say he can't stand her. He seems to be trying to hit on her all the time. He's completely affable as Muldoon is. I mean, he's a, he's, you know, rolling with the punches. First of all, he pulls up in a giant RV. Yeah. Why, why they needed the RV. I'm not quite sure. He's really selling it. Like he's like, look, there's a, you can cook back here. And he says, she says, where's the SUV? And he says, and I quote, SUV, mess UV. I got this, (laughs) this RV instead. And she's like, okay. So she's very, he's eating Vienna sausages out of the container, which I'm like, we don't need to see that. that but is so disgusting. it's like, he's this, you know, bachelor that's just, you know, gross. And she's very prim and proper and organized and, you know, everything he's not. Yeah. She's a serious career woman. And he's the, he's the, you know, the hapless heir to the, dog empire who is so unqualified and she resents him for that because she obviously is like you have everything going for you and you just squander it all yeah right so they take off on this trip i will say that um scoots is always in the back in his little cage and and barking at the appropriate time he's always like giving uh his own dog commentary yeah i mean like he'll do isn't that right scoots and then you hear park all yeah, i yeah. will say scoots always looks um visibly upset he's shaking <laughs> i was like i don't think scoots had a very good time on this shoot. he's always shaking 
Well, he always looks like he's in extreme distress. He puts his tongues out. He's shaking. He, you know, he. I don't think Scoots was having fun. I could be wrong. That could just be Scoots's personality. But it, all of the signs of what a dog looks like in distress, Scoots has. Scoots has, yeah. Until and they make their first stop. Well, first of all, they often show a map. And it's, they're not following the map. What a wild route. I'm like, why are they in those states to begin with? That isn't the route you would take to get to California. No. And one second, I swore they showed a map that they were in Arkansas, but then they claimed that their dinner stop was in Ohio or in Ohio. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know how they went from Arkansas to Ohio. And every place they stopped, they would then throw up what I guess was supposed to be social media posts. Oh yeah, that was that was but one of my favorite parts. Was taking these pictures and who was posting them? And again, it was all the same picture of Scoots looking distressed, <laughs> just photoshopped on another image. But yeah, well, I think that Maya. I think that was her job. She was like she was acting as like the communications director. I think she was supposedly posting these things. I s- suppose. I mean, they never show or do it, but that's sort of what I thought was what her role was. One would think, one would think, yes. And every time, this is the other thing, and every time they did one of these things, they showed it in Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook as if like you needed to have the visual of like, oh, look, they did all three. Yes, <laughs> she's posted to all three uh, major social media networks. Yeah. So they stop at this sort of, uh, well, it's like a, a real kind of authentic ribs place, let's say, off the beaten path. Yeah. And the guy who greets them, who works there, is bald, and he has like a ZZ Top beard. And for some reason, he's wearing a cardboard sign around Why was he wearing that sign? That was so weird. I don't know. I was like, is he supposed to be slow? No, I, I think that was just his sign, his like um, name tag. Yeah, it was like, hello, my name is, I can't remember. I don't even remember what his name was. Oh, actually, it's probably in here if I looked. Um, so he, of course, they come in with scoots. Yeah. And he, rightfully so, says there's no dogs allowed in here. Every place is no dogs allowed until they know, see that it's scoots. Well, then he's like, you obviously don't recognize scoots. And Anne, I'm telling you, I thought he was joking because he was like, oh, Scoots. Like, I thought he was going to be like, oh, it's Scoots. I could care less. Kick this dog right out. But he was right. like, no. He was like, oh, he was genuinely like, it's Scoots. And one would say, if Scoots was so famous, wouldn't you identify Scoots on site? Yeah. So all of a sudden, it's fine for Scoots to sit there and eat at the table. He has like a little chair. And the man was like, I use his pet pro- His This is dog grooming products i use his mango you know shampoo on my beard yeah oh his name was earl and his beard was not looking good no well he was using dog shampoo yeah there you go earl that's what he should have put around his neck i need a different shampoo (laughs) um yeah so while they're there of course she is like she's so disgusted by patrick the whole time yeah and she also hasn't eaten anything in two days she just is like i'm not hungry yes and patrick is asking her questions about her boyfriend and she's lying saying you know they're so serious and all this other stuff he's being absolutely normal at this point and lovely 
yeah no he's fine and he well he's just sort of kind of he's almost like teasing her in a way yeah trying to draw the information out of her which she does not want to give no he's putting on the old Muldoon charm that's right now meanwhile unbeknownst to Maya her boyfriend is up for a big promotion but it seems contingent on him having a stable relationship because it's like a family company and they like people who are married a family business and all about strong morals and values meaning a wife yeah so all of a sudden her boyfriend whose name is davis is like i've got to find her i've got to bring her back so i can get this promotion yeah he decides to change his tune so he calls her while she's at the rib place with scoots (laughs) and patrick (laughs) <laughs> that sentence is funny yeah and because it's a ridiculous the whole thing is so ridiculous it's wonderful yeah so he basically says to her like you know i've made a mistake i want to get back together but then muldoon comes out and she has to hastily get off yeah though she is still giving him the brush off as she should well she's like oh me i'm just here eating ribs and he's like what are you talking about that's not your style maybe it is my style now one of those kind of things and her eyebrows are way up, <laughs> way, way up. I'm sure right now her eyebrows are totally normal in real life. I don't know. I, don't, I hope so for her sake. Yeah. Um, anyway, so they have this dinner. They, they continue on their way. They come to a town and they realize that there's something wrong with the RV. And they check into a B&B because they because this town doesn't have the part that they need but meanwhile though they're just checking in for the afternoon like they don't stay overnight it's just for the day yeah which was well oh that's because she's sorry she came down with like a cold and so it was winter he made a big effort to show the ice on the sidewalk he kept slipping and sliding on the sidewalk on purpose yeah she wasn't feeling well so he's like okay it's gonna take a while to get this part so you should check into the b&b and rest while i you know deal with the rv yeah and can i just say i'm i just looked up ashley scott on imdb i'm looking at some pictures of her and her eyebrows are perfectly normal and lovely and she looks beautiful so i I really do chalk it up to some bad botox this go round. that was real bad they look normal in every other picture I'm looking at. Okay. Anyway, go on. Here's what I was going to say. This is where things get really interesting. This was actually the highlight of the movie for me, and it's all of its absurdity. Oh. Patrick Muldoon needs this part, and somehow the guy from the garage is like, I'll do this work for you if you do something for me. Yeah. And that turns out to be going to a senior citizen's home that's just for women. And Susan Olson, AKA Cindy Brady, is the, I guess, I don't know, one of the administrators at this place. And she's like, oh, great. You're here to entertain the ladies. I want you to dress up as Santa. So he does that. Yeah, because he thinks he's just going to go in and, you know, um, basically be friendly to them and, you know, chat them up, let's say. But he goes in. Well, she says to him, I just want to let you know, some of these people are very, very old. 
So I don't, which I thought this was actually funny. She's like, some of them are very old and I won't hold it against you for what may be happening to any of them. Right. So he goes in and it's all these, now me, me, all these women weren't that, I mean, they were old, but it wasn't like old to me. Yeah. He goes in and, and Cindy Brady is like, like, she's like, Oh, something's going to happen here. Yeah. She does. She does the old push him, pushes him in the door from behind and shuts it. Yeah. That, that old routine. Yeah. So he goes in and pretty quickly, these women start insisting, insisting that he do a Santa striptease. They're waving dollar bills in the air. And he obliges. Well, of course he does. He, look, he's like when in Rome. First of all, this scene was so number one, unnecessary. I loved it. I thought it was very necessary. Other than to show him without his shirt on. And? And these old women putting dollar bills anywhere they could, I guess. I thought it was funny. And I thought it was funny that the whole town is aware that this is a, a tradition. That yeah. they send a, a Santa stripper in for the, the ladies at the nursing home every year. Because every person he passed on the street, they went, oh, you're Santa this year. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, um, Maya goes to the place because she's looking for him. And Cindy Brady's like, ha ha, wait till you see this. And Maya is absolutely delighted by this display that's going on. Yeah. As is Patrick. He's having a good time. He's like, you know what? I'm just going to have a good time. Like he said, he's when it was over, he's like, look, I got a handful. of I, I got like twenty dollars in ones, although they look like they had more than 20 they were throwing at him. Um. He's like, I have like, you know, made $20 and I got the part for the RV. Yeah. Let's just think about that. In what planet do you go for a part for an RV and wind up having to do a strip tease for senior citizens? Well, there was the part where the guy said he was on, the person was on the phone and the original Santa canceled. The guy was in a bind. Yeah. Well, and, and this town was chock filled with celebrities, as we were noting, there's Susan Olson. Yeah. She's the senior citizens manager. There was, um, Donna Pescow was yeah. the proprietress of the B and B. Yep. And in this town, sorry, when he got to town, he went to go get a hot tea for Maya, which by the way, her reaction that for tea in a diner was like tea, hot tea. We don't have that. Like it was a what she asked for green tea. I can almost see. Yeah, sure. Small town. I'm going, well, we don't have green tea. We just have Lipton, but she, her reaction was shocked. Yeah. And then said, well, I only have iced tea. And I wanted to say, well, how was that iced tea made from, yes. from tea that was hot at one point, but yes. we didn't get that far. Yes, and that was Mindy Cohen, Natalie from Facts of Life. Yes, yeah. This town was like a who's who. A veritable who's who. Yeah, she had this little cameo where she was seemingly disgusted by it even was, the mention of hot it was, tea. It, it was, she was, she was, it was like, you, it, it was literally like he walked in and said, excuse me, can I have a tin of caviar? <laughs> well, I don't know why any of that exchange was in this movie. It was so weird, but I, of course, enjoyed it. I think it was just to give Mindy Cohen a part. I guess. She must be friends with him. And he's like, sure, I'll toss you a bone. Here you go. You can play the diner woman. Did you know, I, she's like the godmother to to at least one of um, 
Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie's kids. Yes, I did know that. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting, fun fact. Yeah, so this whole town, so this is really where Maya's feelings for Patrick start to change because she starts to see the humor in him. Yes, and he's being really nice. He That whole thing, he was so nice. He's like, you go lay down, I'll go take, I'll figure out how to get the RV to work. I'll take care of all of it. Yeah, I'm going to get you tea. Yeah, you just relax. Yeah. Okay, and then we get to perhaps the most unrealistic part of the movie. Yeah. Which is they then, they're, the, the, the RV is fixed, they're back on the road, and he, Maya is driving, and he is giving her a hard time for essentially going the speed limit. Right. Yeah, you're so cautious, this rate we won't get there until next week, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So then she decides to go over 90 miles an hour, which also doesn't make any sense. She's like, well, I'll show you. How about this? Also, I don't think an RV can go 100. Like fit medically, I don't think it's able to to go that medically. fast. <laughs> right. Get it. Is it able to? I, I mean, you're hauling a bathroom like it can go 100. Yeah, I and the other thing is the road when they showed them they're on like a one lane road. I'm like they're yeah. not going a hundred on that road. That's like a treacherous, a treacherous highway that I think was on a cliff. They were also supposed to somewhere be like in the middle of America, and it was clear that they were in California. Yeah, I'm like none of this looks like Oklahoma or whatever you're calling it. No, it was like rolling cliffs. Yeah. So she is speeding. Of course, a cop pulls them over. She's like, watch this. I'm going to use my feminine wiles to get out of this ticket. Now, meanwhile, if she was driving as fast as she was, she would have lost her license. It's not like I'm going to get out of this ticket. It's like you're getting out of the car and I'm taking your license and that's it. Yeah, for sure. But of course, the cop winds up not to be a man. It's a woman. And she's like, oh, now what will I do? I can't use my feminine wiles. But she does still try to play dumb and say, I didn't know how fast I was going. And can you just let me off? Yeah. And here was another twist. So the cop says, if I don't see anything on your driving record, I will let you off. But if there's one thing on there, you're getting arrested. Right. And she says, well, you won't find anything. I have clean record. Right. And then while the cop goes to check the record, Muldoon is saying to her, you must be some kind of sociopath. Everyone has something on their driving record. There's no way, like now we're going to jail. And she's like, you'll see, it's clean. So then riddle me this, the cop comes back, says it is in fact clean, thinks that means that she's lying, like she's hiding something and this is a fake license. Right. And arrests both of them. And scoots. And scoots. And why, but why would Patrick Muldoon be arrested he's just sitting in the passenger seat he's aiding and abetting she thinks that they're up to no good the two of them because she well what's bizarre she said if it comes back clean i'll let you go and it comes back clean and yet then she's like not only will i not let you go i'm going to arrest all of you yeah arrest all of you and then put you in the candy cane jail cell because the the bars of the jail have been decorated to look like candy canes right and then it says well you might get out of here in a couple of days right because it's the holidays and we can't process we have we have to investigate you fully to see what what your real deal is which none of this was was you know legal i mean Muldoon's like don't i get a phone call 
and and she says um come on scoots and she she takes scoots from out of the bars and and leaves them to their own devices it's so ridiculous then it gets even worse then it even gets worse they then break out of jail well she has scoots yeah maya calls scoots and tells scoots to get the keys (laughs) and he of course the keys are like the old-timey keys like if you were doing a dungeon in the in the middle age times like those are the kind of keys they're like skeleton keys yeah she's like bring them over and patrick's like what are you crazy we're gonna you're gonna try to break out of jail and all of a sudden maya's like watch the watch this gets the old-timey keys keep in mind we later see these images posted on social media i I don't know (laughs) if she was taking photos while scoots was getting the keys but there is that post of scoots stealing the keys and they they get out they break out and get back on the road yeah somehow they think it's a good idea to break out of jail yeah and no one no one at that point is chasing them they just somehow get out no and the whole thing is they have this deadline to get to la and patrick wants to prove to his father that he can accomplish a task so that's why they're so eager to get out of that cell yeah no matter what it takes they're going to break out Yep. So they break out of jail. Now, at this point, there should be an all points bulletin out for them. But no. And they, as you said, they post this on social media. They don't even try to, like, hide it. They post it. Yeah. Look at this, everybody. Scoots breaks out of jail. It's like greetings from the whatever town jail. Yeah. On our whistle stop tour. Yeah. So this then goes viral. And Patrick gets a call from his father, Max, who says, oh, my God, this is genius that you've broken out of jail. Not even curious why they were in jail. No one ever bothered to ask that. This is so great that you broke out of jail. You've gone viral. And now you're fugitives from the law, but you have been invited onto the Wink Martindale show. And you need to be there by three o'clock tomorrow. Right. I mean, all that, that, then all bets are off. I mean, they're talking Wink Martindale. Right. This is like the Which, highest of the high. But what, at that point, I would say, why don't you stop this tour and get on an airplane? <laughs> um, because no part of this movie involves logic at all. <laughs> no. What, right. And this is right. And Wink Martindale, again, is apparently the pinnacle of of he he late night talk shows he puts you on the map if you're if you're in if you're in with with martindale in the year 2013 (laughs) uh sky's the limit i mean that's it yeah so now they're hauling it to get to la and for some reason it's just patrick who's going to be on this show forget about maya who's been along for the whole ride it's clear it's just patrick and scoops that are going on with wink martindale show that's right she is calling her mother because that's who she's supposed to be going to see. Played by Shelley Long. She, what? What happened to Shelley Long? Well, that was I literally wrote down. Why is Shelley Long like that? <laughs> Question mark. Because that's always been my. I mean, I've seen this movie several times, but I'm like, what an interesting acting choice. Because yeah. certainly was a choice to play the mother in this 
deranged fashion. I mean, and then and then at one point we see her father who looks like Santa Claus. Yes. So it's it's I mean, I have to just say she went out on a limb to play this really weird character. But but the character's not supposed to be weird. But maybe she's like it's a bit part and I'm gonna do something with it. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a reason why she would play it so strange. Well, first of all, let me say this. Shelly Long is not old enough to be Ashley Scott's mother. That's number one. She's not that much older than her. You're over 40, you are, but yeah. And then they, they gave her this insane hairdo that was like, kind of just like tucked under, but I think she was supposed to look- Like a Mrs. Claus vibe though. I think that the whole, because their entire house is decorated like Christmas, but she she talked to her in this weird and then I'm like, why do they live in Los Angeles? And then she, she talked to her in this weird cadence. It was very strange. Oh, Maya. Oh, it was just this bizarre. It's wild. You got to watch it, people. You got you yeah, to. I think she was trying to sound feeble, but it almost came off like, I think she was trying to be older than she is. Oh, do you think maybe the voice was for that to try to come across as older? Yes. But I think the effect was it came off like she was slow. Yes. Like something was off. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing was their house was all decorated for Christmas, but there was an acknowledgement that this was not good decorating. Yeah. Because Maya was embarrassed to show Patrick in. And then later when her boy, her boyfriend, spoiler alert, shows up there, he is vis- like visibly almost making fun of it. Like, what the hell is this place? Yeah. But Patrick's like, this is great because he's fucking awesome. Right, because that, yes. So it was a weird, the whole thing of her going home to her parents was the, pa- Shelley Long was bizarre. I just was like, I don't know. Shelley Long was a good actress in Cheers. I don't know what happened that she is in Holiday Road Trip playing a senile. I don't know. I mean, Shelley Long is one of my favorite. I mean, True Beverly Hills, fucking Night Shift. Shelley Long's the best. Plus, I'm saying, what happened? I don't know. I really think it was a weird acting choice. I, I don't know what else to say about it, but I like it because it makes it just all the weirder. Yeah. Did we get to the point? Yeah. Where the thing with the RV was stolen. Oh yeah. The RV was stolen. That was another crazy thing. That's another thing. They just kind of were like, let that happen. They were in this before they got the call about Wink Martindale. They had stopped at another <laughs> roadside, roadside <laughs> location. And this creep was hitting on Maya and asking her to dance. And she's like, no, thank you. And he's like, why am I not good enough for you? You know, just typical creep uh, predator behavior. And Muldoon steps in as the gentleman he is and is like, beat it. And the guy's like, oh, all right, whatever, pretty boy. And they kind of brush it off. And then they go out. They get the Wink Martindale call and then go, well, we better get going. And the RV is missing. And naturally they go, oh, that man must have stolen it. Yeah. And that's it. We, yeah. we just, I guess we just are supposed to accept <laughs> that it's been stolen by this man and oh, say la vie. Yeah. And Patrick says, I got an idea. And we see, we see a couple in a pickup truck. <laughs> Now, I don't know where they even are on this journey. We're expected to believe it's still really far away because he's really scared about making it by three o'clock the next day. So yeah. I'm assuming this is a driving all night, all day scenario to, to make it by three. 
Yeah. But what we are expected to understand and accept is that they, meaning Patrick, Maya, and Scoots, yeah. hitch a ride all the way to Los Angeles. Yeah. In the back of a pickup truck. In the back, not in a back seat, in the flatbed. For the entire journey, which I assume was at least 12 hours. I mean, a long time. <laughs> because that car pulled, here's what's, here's my favorite part too. That car pulls up into Maya's driveway, <laughs> right? Right. They, the, Muldoon gets out, you know, <laughs> chit-chatting with the mother. Muldoon and Scoots get back into that flatbed truck. That guy's now driving Muldoon over to, to Martindale. <laughs> I mean, they really did him a solid. I don't know if it was a favor, if they said, oh, Scoots will take him anywhere. If, if he paid them, we don't know how that happened or why. We're just expected to accept the fact that these, this couple who was probably just out to dinner in their local town, somehow in the span of a few minutes were convinced to transport two people and a dog for hours away to multiple locations. Yes. Well, they wouldn't let them in the actual truck. So maybe that was part of the plan. Yeah. Well, Jones just climbs back in the back back of the truck but but meanwhile then we see the rv so like we said maya's boyfriend is hot on their on their trail davis yeah i guess he's following them from all the social media posts like their next stop so he's always one step behind basically yeah he comes upon the rv yeah of course as if there's only one rv in the right. world it's there's nothing um discernible about it it's just a white no. rv yeah and he walks into it yeah doesn't even knock to a woman who then has a shotgun yeah and it is the man that stole it the man from the bar who then yeah. beats up davis yes she's like daisy duke like she has her shirt tied like she and she's got the shotgun it's all very like dukes of hazard kind of she's like i'll get you yeah but in her defense i mean he did come charging in this like random man into the stolen rv yeah, though she did shoot at him, which I thought was pretty extreme for someone who was fleeing the scene. But, you know, um, yeah, so he's getting beat up right and left, Davis, actually. Yeah. He he is. Yeah, he really he's is. in bad shape by the time he finally makes it to Maya's parents' house. He sure is. Yeah. So um, Muldoon and Scoots go on the Wink Martindale show. Huge, huge success. They actually show that. Um. Then he goes back to Maya's house where Davis has now shown up and he is proposing marriage. But then Muldoon is there and he has his own proposal. That's right. Though he never actually, that's the other thing. He gets down on one knee. He never actually says, will you marry me? He has a ring box. She opens it after the fact. Right. But there's never an actual proposal. He says to her, like, I, you know, have fallen in love with you on this trip. Do you feel the same way, basically? Yeah, but there's no like. But that isn't saying, and and therefore, do you want to get married? Yeah. Yeah. As one would, she chooses Muldoon. And then they choose to make out in front of everybody, which I was a little. I loved it. That. Yeah, she, no one admitted anybody's feelings. So she was really going in blind with that marriage proposal, except, uh, accepting without um, even ever making out with them. And then 
crazily enough, who else shows up in the house <laughs> but George Hamilton and Winslow? That's right. That's right. And they're basically like, oh, look at this. He he was successful. And they, as they do in trading places, they pay one another a dollar. Yeah. And then well, what's funny is they were in a car watching Muldoon leave the Wink Martindale uh, show. show, the set, and then beeline it to a jewelry shop that was directly across the street. <laughs> and he did this weird uh, run where he kind of got a running start first and then took off like in a cartoon. And the whole time, George Hamilton's like, I knew it. I knew that there was romance in the air. Oh, because there's that scene where Maya was talking to her friend and the friend puts her on speaker with George Hamilton and Winslow in the room going, so what's happening with you guys? Are you falling for him? I'm like, why are you putting it on speaker for everyone to hear? Yeah, you're, she was setting her up. She was her coworker. Her name was Clara. And I have to say at the end of that call, because I didn't get the feeling throughout the movie, not that we saw them together that much, that they were that close. But then when they hang up the phone, they're like, love you, love you too. I was like, don't you just work in the same office and you barely spoke in the first scene? No, I think they're supposed to be good friends. That's a leap. <laughs> well, I don't know what kind of good friend puts you on speaker and trying to talk. Yeah. So are you in like, falling in love? And the dad is, and boss, by the way, yeah. you know, listening, L- listening in and, and grinning. That's what I mean. She's setting her up. It's not like a good friend. Yeah, that was weird. But so they, for some reason, he's decided, well, we're going to get out there and see what's really going on. Yeah. So everyone winds up at Shelly Long's house, which maybe that's why she was feeling so feeble. Maya. Maya. Like it was just, yeah. I mean, you ha- just for Shelly Long alone. But my thing is, I think, yes, this movie had it all in terms of Muldoon. He was really doing his best physical comedy. Yeah, he delivered on all all fronts. Sunglasses acting, sort of charming rascal. Yeah. He he had some good one-liners in the yeah. car together. The stri- the strip tease. Strip tease. We've done a lot of we've done a lot of Muldoon, but this is Muldoon at his best. I, I agree with you. He really delivers on all. The only thing that was missing was there were no tears. There was a point where I, he, there was an emotional moment at the end with George Hamilton where he's like, I'm so happy to be spending Christmas with you, dad. And yeah, there might have been a little start of a tear. I don't know. If I had seen a, a teardrop go down his face, it would have been perfect 10. Perfect 10. Yeah. Yeah. It's well. You know, I think that my other favorite, I know your favorite Muldoon is a boyfriend for Christmas. Mine, you might recall up until this point was Turbulent Skies, although he only had a small right. part in that. Yeah, which makes me go, you know what I think about that? Not enough Muldoon. Right. Not enough Muldoon. Well, this one definitely had enough Muldoon. That's why it, it has it, it it has some laughs. I'm not even kidding. It has some laughs. Yeah, you will laugh out loud. Before. <laughs> you will. Even if you don't want to, you'll say, God help me. You, you laugh. There are so many people in it that you are like, 
how do they forget how to act? But they're all in the same boat in this movie. They're all equally bad actors all of a sudden. Uh, yet the plot line, I mean, a lot happens. It, it's moving. It moves. It's moving. Yeah. Um, and this isn't this isn't going to surprise you at this point, but I'm giving this movie a full Muldoon. <gasps> oh, it is a Christmas miracle. It is a Christmas miracle. I can't even believe it. I again well this is what we've talked about before low expectations is what i had for this movie yeah low. yeah because i said i go well maybe let's do a muldoon i really enjoyed this one and you were like okay yeah i'm gonna say if you're looking for a light-hearted movie to watch on a random night this holiday road trip could be your movie yeah i watched it for free on peacock oh i actually paid for it but it was worth it i said i can't believe i'm paying four dollars for this but here we go yep yes and and again not to harp on ashley scott because i won't talk about her eyebrows anymore she wasn't as good as him if she if he had a better co-star if he if this was nicole eggert can you imagine or dina meyer or dina meyer although i i'd rather see nicole denise richards would have been great yeah that then this would have been this would have been on the map. Oh yeah. Oh, if Denise Richards had that part, forget about it. Yeah. Or I actually think Nicole Eggert would be better. I think Nicole Eggert is she based on turbulent skies, she can go with it. Yeah, she can. She can go with it. Yeah. I didn't mind Ashley Scott. I thought she was fine. She's she was serviceable in the part. But I think you're I think it was she couldn't really emote very well because of the eyebrows and the bad Botox. Bad Botox. Well, and I think. Yeah, he, that's what he needed someone a little bit, bring in a little more to it. She was very bland. She was just like a blank canvas. Yeah. And he was really doing double duty. Like he was, he was laying on the, putting on the Ritz. Yeah, he was, he was. It's, it's crazy. I can't believe it, but I really enjoyed this film. I mean, it truly is a Christmas miracle. I can't believe it. And my daughter enjoyed it as well. So it's multi-generational. Look at that. All right, Anne. Well, week one, a winner. A total winner. Holiday road trip. Jeez. Never saw it coming. I'll buy you